welcome to New Moon Movie Night, a moon-synced movie review show, hosted by Syra and Neve. And now welcome Neve with the first segment. Hey y'all, Neve here. Congratulations on getting through eclipse season. Your reward is this new moon in Sagittarius, also called the They Give Thanks Moon. By the Ojibwe, emphasis on they give thanks, which I find both haunting and funny as someone who doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving because I don't celebrate genocide. What I do celebrate is liberation, purpose, learning, love, and adventure. And that's what this new moon is asking you to invite in. Sagittarius is optimistic, bold, and constantly seeking to expand its horizons. After the incubating, transformative period of the eclipse and the Scorpio new moon in which we laid low, the new moon in Sagittarius is here to put the fire and wind in our hot air balloons. The sky is the limit. It's time to take chances and risks. There is... So much pain and fear in our world right now, and doubting yourself or feeling uncertain about the future is normal. Trust yourself now. Find space to forgive and space to fight for what's right. Learn something new. Get to know someone new. Get to know someone you already know in a new way. Jupiter coming home from retrograde supports this. Your efforts will be met by the energy of this new moon. You might find problems you've been puzzling over suddenly illuminated and their solutions made clear. This is a getting unstuck moon. Pursue what you want and what you want to understand. You can do it. This super new moon in Sagittarius just wants to lift you up. Nerd! That was Moon Nerd. From here on out, there will be spoilers for The Woman King. Content warnings include discussion of a rape scene and histories of slavery. And now here's Syra. Welcome back! Welcome back! <laughs> I guess that's our intro. Um, this is New Moon Movie Night. We haven't been recording for a minute. We're back at it. It's my pick. I'm Syra B. Wait, I should introduce myself. This voice. <laughs> uh, in the style of black men who can't jump in Hollywood, this voice you're hearing right now is Syra Barbaric. You know, a voice that sounds like I might wield a machete in battle. You know? <laughs> That's me. That's Syra. Okay, I am Neve, and I have a voice like I might eventually learn how to use a rope as a weapon. <laughs> yes, you see the game. <laughs> I have a voice with potential. <laughs> Listen, I shouted out praise style. I don't know if you heard me because we were sitting across the aisle from each other. I know. I wanted to sit next to you so bad. You were like, I'm sitting over I here. I plopped down and I was like, I, I can't. I'm entranced. I'm here. <laughs> this is where I live. We shout in this theater now. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we did go see this. I guess you want to ask me a question? Yeah, I do. Um, 
what was your pick for this Mm -hmm. new moon movie night? Oh, thank you for asking. My pick was uh, The Woman King with Viola Davis. should I should I also ask you a yeah. second part to that question? You okay. totally should. Cool, I would love to. Back in the swing. Woo, we're doing it. We remember how the podcast goes. We uh, made this structure. We did. Okay. <laughs> I'm just wondering, Syra, yeah. what are you bringing? Um, I'm bringing a deep love and admiration for Viola Davis. I'm bringing a passion for the history of rebellion and warfare in Africa that's often overlooked. Um, One of my favorite metal bands specifically has a song about like the conquering women and like warriors of Africa and like who they fought and they shout out this character in that song. I was like aware of this character because I have uh, a relative who's got a name of another kind of woman warrior of Africa. So I had like done a little childish research on this in like middle schoolish. It was one of my fixations for a moment. So I was very, very, very excited about this project and like sobbed uncontrollably to a trailer uh, about two months ago when I was going to see something else. I was just in the theater like that trailer got me pumped the fuck up. Okay, I was sobbing. I was ready to go punch somebody and I was crying. It was great. Um, I'll stop there. What, what are you bringing to my pick? Oh my God. To be honest, I just knew that it was about a woman army. I think I saw maybe a teaser for it, not even a full trailer or just saw a poster and I was like, Viola Davis, woman king, women soldiers, I'm sold. I will see that. And, um, but I brought very little other knowledge of what the context was for the story. Um, And I kind of liked going into it not knowing anything, although I'm sure I would have sobbed had I seen a full trailer as well because... I definitely cried in the movie, so... (laughs) Several times. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Is it time for me to try? Yes. There is one... Get loose. Yeah. Stretch out. Um, There is one mission before you. Yeah. And um, I really need you to tackle it like a warrior, okay? (laughs) And be ingenious and be strong and be deft with your machete. I'm crying. Um, and and your rope. Yeah. Okay. Fully. Yes. Um, no matter what kind of outfit you might have to wear <laughs> <laughs> in any given moment, um, can you summarize mm-hmm. this film mm-hmm. in 60 seconds? And would you like to give it some kind of uh, like alliterative? title i'm fighting for my alliteration but i might give up because <laughs> all i can think about is the move in one of the final fight scenes where somebody kicks sand and i'm like that's not really evocative of the whole movie but whatever i'm down for the summary let's go yes let's do this <laughs> okay who's got the clock ready Biff sunday's on the clock 
So we are in the kingdom of Dahomey. We are following multiple characters, starting with the woman king and the king and this young warrior and how their paths intersect and culminate around the battle between the people of Oida, which is the town in Africa where many, many, many enslaved people were sold through the majority, the vast majority. And so we are set, we are in the town just over if you think about it like that. Anyway, getting distracted. There's a big battle in the center. We get the climax as we're going to it of like the traditional like fighting tropes of a film. Somebody getting into the fold of being part of this woman warrior clan. And they get captured though in the successful battle. And they have to get come back. Viola Davis saves them in the end and is named Woman King in the final moments. <laughs> anyway i had to stop myself from making that sound in the theater we were in a t small uh pacific northwest town literally steps from the sandy beach we almost drove theater. into the ocean for fun afterward um <laughs> <laughs> So country little theater doesn't even look like a theater. There's two other people directly behind me. And as the final battle was happening and everyone starts making that sound. Yeah. <laughs> my whole body was like, ooh, like I was like gripping the chair, having to not just start yo-yolating in that fucking theater. It was so hard. <laughs> I know, I felt it. It was like they started. Uh, I felt uh, it in my gut. Sure. I wanted to. It was so hard. Yo yo anyway, late. Yeah, yo yo late. I believe that's the name of that sound. It is. Yeah. I fucking love that word. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Tintinabulation. <laughs> anyway, we didn't take notes. We saw this in the theater first watch. We're fresh off it. What do you remember most since we just saw it? It's like our first watch. It's so fresh. Like what stuck with you, I guess, is the best question. Yeah, a lot of things stuck with me. Um, the image of herbs being pressed into wounds, mm -hmm. I felt like was really beautiful and evocative and just this symbol of care. So we see that, uh, I think, maybe in the beginning as well, but we definitely see it at the end after many of the warriors have come back from a quote-unquote successful battle but it's mm -hmm. still been a battle where they have lost a lot of people and also some people have been captured um by the oyo oya the oba of the oya the oba of the oya um the we're opposing the dahomey and also capturing them and and selling them um and so we see them coming back from battle and then when they're back in their own um palace and neighborhood basically um they have these herbs packed into their wounds so you see like almost like rivers of green going through people's flesh and i thought that was very i thought that was very beautiful um and a sign of care um that is as much a part of their traditions and rituals as like learning how to fight and mm. learning how to worship the Ifa. Um, 
yeah, I just felt indicative of how kind of like rich and like fully fledged the lives of these particular soldiers were. Yes. I, uh, uh, I'm like sick of war movies in so many ways. Right. And I don't have many of them that like, I love action movies. So I do love a training montage. It's genuinely one of the coolest things when you can watch a ton of them and they're all well done and you don't get sick of the watching people go through processes because things are beautiful and precise and intricate. Um, you know, like the Creed movies do that for me. And so this movie felt similar, like emotionally for me at moments where I was like, oh, I'm just watching like a very classic at the climactic battle, like a very classic hand to hand swords and dirt kind of fight. Yeah. You know, that I get very tired of watching people do in like armor and on horseback in that way. Right, so choreographically, like, we do go there, but because it was with weapons, I don't see all the fucking time. It's not just a sword. It's, like, this whole other different, like, cadre of skills Mm -hmm. was what kind of stuck with me. Um, I just love that it's what... I guess we can say this came out during the summer, right? It came out during August, uh, September. Yeah. Anyway. I was going to say it's a summer of like hard fems with like axe strings, but because <laughs> hey, fucking uh, because of prey. Uh, but yeah, seeing the the different skills and the acknowledgement that even within the oh gosh, the name of the woman warriors, the tribe, it wasn't coming to me during the summer. <laughs> so oh, I just kept shit. trying to talk around it. <laughs> so the women warrior that I could not remember are the Agoji. I have the scholarly journal, the regularly cited by its peers, Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. And I, too, have unlock the IMDb cast list. (laughs) Great. Great. We've got all the greats. Okay. So... Wait, let me go through what I was impressed by, yes. and then we can get into the casts and all that kind of, like, what obscurity we can find. <clears throat> so, yeah, I was struck by the variety of skills. I was struck by uh, enjoying types of action scenes that I usually get bored by and things like, uh, yeah, and other things. So, I... You know, Viola Davis was buff and tough and so fucking cool, but also, like, did what you pay Viola Davis to do, which is cry um, and, like, really show pain. Uh, she had her walk, her tough-ass walk that people shit on from fucking uh, How to Get Away with Murder. I don't even watch the show. I'm just very familiar with all the memes of her walk at this point. So I just thought her walk was perfect to just be barefoot and tough as fuck. Um, I was struck by, honestly, all the black flat feet, which was a very specific visual detail that kept being like, huh. Like, I don't know why it like stuck with me. Um, color palettes, the costuming specificity, the 
way they balanced a lot of different arcs, I thought, and like wove them together really well. So like the writing and the balance in that. That's a lot. But <laughs> I fucking love this movie. I think it's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. As I said, montages for days. And yet I loved every second. We even got like a Home Alone, like prep for the battle style montage. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Get into the plot. Did you have notes? No. Remember? No notes. Yeah. We, we, right. we were together this whole time. Yeah, I know. You were across an aisle, so I don't know what you do. <laughs> I don't know what you get up to. <laughs> oh, we were right in the front, like I love. We've got Naniska played by. Viola Davis. We've got the king played by the amazing, mm. the incomparable. Yes. John Boyega. We love him. Ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> since fucking attack on the block. <laughs> I love him. Um, and then who is playing Niwa, who's the young warrior that I mentioned? Nawi. Nawi, thank you. Um, Tuso Mimbedu. Tuso Mimbedu. Ah. Ah. What a fucking jab. I know. What a good, like, strong young actress. Like, goddamn. Um, so... We get introduced to Nawi. I'm not linear, so this is not first. Also, we missed the very beginning. Yeah, um, that's so true. We came in on uh, a battle was kind of happening. We had Viola Davis leading a crew. There was uh, a realization that of an escalation of uh, aggressive forces on their lands. Uh, I don't remember the exact line, but there was a very definitive line about Viola Davis realizing like the that big battles are coming. And so <clears throat> then we get introduced to Nawi, this young girl who is in the square with her friend. And this seamstress woman in town says, well, tell your ma, come get your wedding dress from me. Mm-hmm. And this is how she finds out she's got another arranged match coming to her. Now, we see that she straight up, like, fights, pushes the man down after he slaps her, says that she will not go with some man who's going to abuse her. This is not the norm. Her father is over it. Her mother isn't saying much. I don't think says anything in the scene that she's there. No, she doesn't. Father drags her off to be with the Echo G, to give her to the king. He doesn't know what's going to happen to her. She could become a concubine. She could become a warrior. She could become the king's wife. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't know. It seems like a pretty good fate in terms of, like, being put out to go live in the palace. It could be worse, but, you know, she really does well because uh, we see her kind of coveting the Agoji like for their status and their like power during a parade a little bit earlier in the film, a couple scenes before. So she's not mad. 
about being put here. Um, and so we follow her, and this is where all the like montage city starts with her getting her skills, getting her weapons. We meet her two main sisters in her like class. Oh, I did want to shout out uh, Shayna West, who is Samu Ryder, who I've been following on the internet for fucking years, this black UK uh, martial artist and stunt person. Cool. Who is like probably actually the reason I first found out about this film is when she got booked on it. And she's the first uh, Goji we see die real brutally at the hands of the Oba Oyo in that battle oh, she's shit. fighting with a staff that was another moment where i wanted to be like that's my bitch in the <laughs> fucking theater when she came out with the staff i recognized her style immediately i was like this is why they gave her a feature fight because i think a lot of that people have been like following her for a while and have that like feeling about her so i'm, I'm just fucking hype she's getting like big roles and features and shit like this that's hella cool Sorry. You okay. good? I just saw her on the list and I was like, yes, Shayna West. I'm glad I know her like name now. Oh, S-E. Okay. So, yeah. Do you recognize anybody? Anyway, if you don't, it's okay. We'll move on. Yeah. Well, I kind of recognize Fumbe, played by Masali Baduza. Which, which friend was Fumbe? I don't know for sure, but I think it was the friend who originally told her that she did wasn't a soldier. Oh, the one that ended up getting good with the rope and yeah. the axe style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I am definitely going to see this film at least three more times. Yes. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. I'd want to as well. Great. Great. I'm hoping when I go to North Carolina, it'll still be in drive-in so yes. I can go see it in the drive-in. There's also that. So, yeah, I'm like, I've got plans. So you trying to see it more? Yeah. Yeah. It's worth it. It's a lot happens. It does. So moving on with the plot, we've got the friends uh, going through. The trials, we've got Fumbe, who is from Dahomey. We've got uh, the other friend who is from the, I believe, Maui or Mali tribe. Uh, and she chooses to stay based on, you know, wanting to be a hunter rather than prey, I think is how she puts it, or something like that, like a hunter rather than the hunted. Yeah, um, she does say that. Yeah, when Nawi asked her why she would stay. <clears throat> and so they do a really good job both in showing the toughness, the smarts, and the experiences of all three of them while we're still definitely following Naoi the most. But each time one of them pops up in battle, you're like so hyped to see what they do and, and what's happening. And that's the same for the two that are the kind of the right and left hand of Naniska. One of which is Lashana Lynch. Lashana Lynch. And the other one is an actor or person I definitely recognize but did not know their name. Sheila Atim. Sheila Atim. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sheila Atim's character was named what? Amenza. Amenza was like the more spiritual, uh, I call the left hand uh, mm-hmm. 
And then we had Izogi. Izogi, mm-hmm. who was definitely the right hand, the military like assistant, uh, who, who led the training of the Utes. And now we really bonded with uh, both Nanishka and Izogi. Izogi, thank you. Uh, Izogi's also so hot. So, got. Damn, hot. It's a movie of fine-ass people. It really is. It it can get distracting if you just start looking at people's, like, shoulders and arm muscles. And, like, it's, it's, there's a lot of good, like, titties on men and women in this film. There's just succulent titties everywhere. I'm being very rude to this very talented cast, but I'm saying that because (laughs) there is a, like, mixed-race... Uh, love interest whose titties are out constantly his titties are out all the damn time that's What's his true name? oh my god here we go it's just a lot of people and they all have like contributions to the plot right they, like ensemble ass movie that's well crafted i think i didn't get bored i didn't either in the denouement the like the de-escalation the last chunk went on longer than i normally even like but i also enjoyed all the characters enough that at the point i was like yeah just keep giving it to me like just let the movie keep happening i'm fine um so malik Malik. played by jordan bolger jordan bolger's titties were in the wind the whole movie he was flapping everywhere a romance novel biggest cover. titties in the movie maybe they were yep. bulging pecs okay deep valley yep. inappropriate <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not like diminish fabio no he was amazing what was the actor's name i need to apologize he was so rude jordan bulger i'm so rude jordan bulger you were fantastic <laughs> really gave the like trauma I'm not gonna be rude let me stop I'm just thinking I'm gonna make a I'm just gonna make a passing joke but I can relax oh (laughs) that's the thing is that he wasn't even quite passing though right but if you think about his ability right to spend time and be friends with this person who was a slaver like, right. is that not a form of social passing that he's accepted mm-hmm. in these circles while still, like, this person fully knows yeah, that he is half Dahomey, but he's white enough that he's down to bring him on his trip and have him be his, like, friend and, like, bring him around. And his line is, like, mm-hmm. if you ever cross me. Yeah. Then you're black. Yeah. If you even like lightly disagree with me in public, now you're black. Yeah. And he's like, you could be on this block as easily as yeah. anyone else. That flip starts immediately. The, mm-hmm. the minute he has even a slight alignment to his own blackness. So that's why I say that. Cause it's like, uh, like a working secret, which is, I think it think was a kind of passing, that we don't isn't real for us anymore it's like if you even read a little bit black or brown people are like do you claim it or no it's like more the energy now whereas then it was like people are more likely to assume that you want all this white privilege so just keep your mouth shut and we'll pretend we don't know that someone in your family isn't white right i think it did a really interesting and good job i love that in the end he basically like let his friend die 
uh, and was like, I guess I live here now by ships. Like, we don't even see what happens to him. For a minute, I was irritated he was even there. I don't know. How did you feel about Malik? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I think I have an automatic, like, mulatto allegiance like i have (laughs) i have a feeling that's like oh shit okay you have some complicated feelings about your identity i get that i can be here for that (laughs) um and so i feel that initially about him but then i also have the feeling with nawi where i'm like Please don't let this colonizer get into your heart. Like, he does not know what he's about. He's trying to come here Mm -hmm. to get in touch with his roots. Mm -hmm. But he's also, like, surprised to see black people in bondage. His mother was in bondage. It sounds like her whole life. Yeah. And also... He at times has an accent that's similar to the Dahomey and sometimes has an accent that sounds um, Portuguese. And I couldn't tell if that was an intentional combination of affects or if that was like him not being sure what which one he was doing. So I, I'm going to like look at this more closely in all my future watches, uh, but... I assumed on this one that it was intentional, that it was like when he was talking to his Portuguese friend, if they weren't talking in Portuguese, he had the accent and it was supposed to like imply they were talking in Portuguese Mm. in the same way that when he switched to speaking English with more of like a Dahomey, like that region of Africa ass lilt. Mm -hmm. I think that was supposed to imply they are now speaking the same language. That's what I was wondering, too, because there even is that scene where John Boyega as like a king is talking to Mm -hmm. a slaver, a European or Portuguese, I guess, slaver and is saying like. When you talk to me, you will speak to me in my language. Yeah. And then they, but then they go from speaking Portuguese to speaking English. Yeah. And so I just thought it was interesting that English was the stand in for the Dahomey language. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, unlike Cree, we don't have a full, like, you know, African set behind the, the creation of this, right? Where it's like, you can go watch Prey in full Comanche. Um, so it's just like the difference of who's making it, right? Like we've got a bunch of like a black Americans telling this story and thus accented English is our central language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what I took that as. Yeah, that makes sense. So plot wise, after Nawi gets all trained up, we get a fucking bunch of dope scenes uh, of obstacle courses and weapons training. And we see that John Boyega, the king, is 
dealing with political machinations, machinations, I don't know how to say that word right now, um, <laughs> around him when it comes to how to deal with these like increasingly aggressive European traders, this kind of raiding crew that works with them and is kind of squeezing resources out of the neighboring city-states. Um, and he's trying to figure out how to hold his ground and keep Dahomey stable. Uh, in all of that, we've got the big battle between the Oba Oyo, who is played by... Jimmy Adukoya. Jimmy Adukoya was terrifying as fuck in this film. Uh, definitely warning for this film. There are not long, but definitely intense moments of rape, uh, of like captured rape. Um, that's like implied that it's like a group situation. It's very dark, but it is fairly quick. But it also, also is repeatedly plot relevant. So it doesn't like flash and go away. It like stays as part of the plot as things unfold. Um, so if that's very stressful, just prep yourself for that. Mm -hmm. So we hear about those facets of Naniska's life and how this kind of toughness has been built up through her, through conversations with Lashana Lynch and- Oh yeah, and Sheila Atim's- Sheila Atim's characters. Amenza and Izogi. Am Amenza and Izogi are both bonding with Naoi also. Um, and then we get to the battle with the Oba of Oida, which I've actually been dying to go. I've been researching Oida, so I was like freaking out on them talking about it so much. There's a gate and a bunch of art now along the path from where the auction blocks were to where they would load the ships. So wow. you can now walk that path and there's a bunch of like ceremonial spots and like sculptures along that path. So I've been like dreaming of being able to go. It will be very fucking intense. Um, but also there's a, a food show recently that featured it too, which felt like cool. Um, but yeah, so that's just my little tangent about Oida. Yeah. So they were battling with Oida and they managed to... In, remind me, in this battle, did they kill? They fully killed the Oba. No, not, not the in end. this so one. The Oba calls for a retreat. Yes, in the big like central battle, and they scoop up captives. Right, and in these captives are Nawi and Izogi, Izogi, and uh, the friend that got good with the rope axe, um, and a few others. Uh, Nawi wakes up manages to convince one of the folks that isn't tied to anyone to roll off. They get the message back. But the whole group is taken and is in the stockades with all the other captives and they are sent fully to the auction block. So that's the other kind of like trigger warning. We get full auction block scenes. But this movie does a kind of like almost grindhouse like immediate revenge moment like they make us see it but then you immediately get 
a bunch of slavers getting like attacked and killed for the next like 30 minutes of the movie. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it like it, it knew what it was doing. It knew the tension it was building up and what it had to do to like release that. But it it was we watched an arm get set in these like stockades and it's just this intimate, horrible moment. Yeah. Um between Izogi and Naoi. Um, I'm not going to spoil who does and doesn't live. I'm going to okay. put a little zip on that. I think that's like really important to some of the emotional arcs of it. I don't want to fully spoil this movie because it's so new. You know, it probably won't be by the time this shit comes out, but I want you to find it and stream it. Yeah. So there. <laughs> you should watch it. Not fully spoiling it. Um, but Naoi is central, so I've already spoil that she's part of the big three of this movie's plot so yeah Nanishka goes to rescue Naoi when bo- realizing that both Naoi and Izogi are part of this group of captives um the king is like no you're not going over there and Nishka's like okay and then just like goes out in the night in the morning as she's running she looks over her shoulder and it looks like a big chunk of both the male and the agoji warriors have followed her i will say it's an oversell that it's a quote-unquote all-female fighting force that a lot of the promotion did and even i said earlier there's a whole infantry of dudes but there's like a elite level that's like women only um so they, but they do show and center that there is like another general and that the Dahomey really believe in the duality as a kind of balance. So I think it's interesting to, to see that, imagine that Amenza or somebody else is going to rise to be um, Megoman or Megonu. There was, I'm slaughtering that word, but the word they were using for like the general of the Agoji. This is one of those movies that maybe we should have what gotten some sounds on. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you mean by that. Oh, I just meant like Googling pronunciations. And oh, stuff like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, probably. We get the captives back. We get to fully like see them burn down the city of Oida. Um, I know from the like two seconds of research we did uh, that. This is acknowledging the fact that Dahomey did try to like resist selling people to the Europeans and they did try and just be like, well, we do slavery in these walls, but we're not trying to give you our people. Uh, They did try and just sell them palm oil primarily for at least some period of time. Mm. But I don't know if you look at the longevity of of like the triangle trade how much of a dent that even put in it. I haven't done that level of research, but I will. I'm very fucking curious. Mm-hmm. We get Nawi back. Niska is crowned woman king despite disagreeing with her king. The like snakish uh, first concubine is pissed. That actress was killing it. She was also fine as fuck. Oh my god. Her hair was so intricate true. and perfect every time. She like uh what a venomous babe. Like really really good shit. It was about her. 
Um, Jamie Lawson Jamie, playing Shantae. Jamie Lawson. You think that's her? Yeah. Shantae. Check her out. I think you're right. Yeah. Jamie Lawson. Oh, I just liked her on IMDb. Oh, okay, I didn't know that was a thing you could do. Uh, yeah. Jamie Lawson fucking killed it. So terrible. So good. I know. And really, really didn't want John Boyega as king to like favor or do the things that Naniska said were a good idea. She was like, get out of here, bitch. I mean, yeah, she fully she fully wanted to be woman king. Mm-hmm. She was like up to the last second thought she was about to be crowned. Yeah. Hence her storm off. Except like what are what are the features of a woman king? From what I got and from the little bit I, I remember from past researching, it was the idea of like you are literally like second to the king and you are like equally weighed in like decision making of certain kinds mm. and you are like more responsible to like the people in a different way. And so you just become another figurehead. Uh, so I think that to go from being concubine to being, you know, woman king is like an ascension if you want power. But doesn't he refer to them as wives? So doesn't that also imply some amount of... No? No. Wives and concubines are the same thing? Well, yeah, the, the line... There's a whole joke line in the movie of of Nanishka kind of being like, "Oh, he's young and foolish. He lets his favorite wife like come to the oh yeah planning meetings. You know, it's she's hungry. She wants power. Like that was talked about a lot. So I think from what I understand from like the subtext of that, yeah, is that yeah, it's not presumed that you have power just because you're a favored wife." Yeah, well, she was fierce and fine, and her eyeshadow did everything for me, um, as did her desire for power and to take over the throne. <laughs> she was very, like, uh, inept Lady Macbeth, and I, you know, loved that for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's time to rate this movie. We'll oh. be rating it out of. Oh shoot! I wanted to just real quick, yeah. Um, one, I'm interested that you feel like Malik stayed. Malik just stayed, and we just don't know where he went. I mean, yeah, I felt like that. I felt like that because his friend got fully killed, right? He okay. That is the one we're spoiling. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm 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 spoiling that one because it was. So delicious. I did scream. We did start hollering, uh, cheering, and that shit happened. So it's true. Uh, it was, I have to talk about that. That's one death I do have to talk about. Uh, so the white slaver friend of Malik Santo uh, is trying to still drag like five or six people chained together onto a single rowboat. We also see earlier in the film that he sleeps in a hammock that gets carried from Oida to Dahomey. One of, and I literally screamed, Oh, come the fuck on. That was a minute. I couldn't, couldn't keep it in that theater. Uh, 
<laughs> when that fucking happened. But he that. starts to pull all these people into the boat and he's telling Malik, get in, get in, get in the boat. And I'm like, Malik. And I did start yelling also at this moment, like, Malik, don't get in this boat. Like, what are you doing? Don't just let him, don't just co-sign him doing this. Yeah, I heard you say that. <laughs> like, was shouting. Um, and so Malik frees those people, and they all kill Santo, and I loved that. Um, <laughs> Santo was played by Hero Finds for, wait. Whoa. Hero Finds Tiffin. That's quite a name. Hero finds Tiffin. Yeah. You did well. You were scummy as shit. And yeah. I wanted to like neck chop you several times in the film. So did my, a real good job. With yeah. That. My favorite is when he tried to like shame Lashana, tried to shame Igozi, and she just stared at him like you fucking piece of shit. Yeah. I'm like deigning to let you touch my tits. And he's like. Scared, was a little unsettled. He was like scared, but in that like scary, like slaver way, suddenly wants her so bad. Um, that was like so illustrative to me of the mindset. Um, so anyway, he dies. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, like drowned. I literally said in my head, I was like, let's run, take him as you like drowned in sea foam. It was perfect under the <laughs> knees of those he would have enslaved. Ah, <laughs> oh, the beauty. Um, it was beautiful. It was perfection. And so after that, we see all those people saying to like, you know, Malik's kind of in a daze. One of them kind of grabs him and shakes him. It startles him because he's just like staring off at the madness. Like, what do I do now? And one of them says, we have to use this boat. We can't stay here. Because all of them know like Oida is the slaving place. Like if they just get away from here, it's not hard to find somewhere that isn't down for this. It's just not right here. Um, so in my at least fanon in my head canon, <laughs> he gets in that damn boat and just goes and lives his fucking life. Uh, and I appreciated that they just kind of smiled at each other and Niwa and Malik and that we weren't. Nawi. Nawi, thank you. I keep <laughs> switching her vowels. Uh, Nawi and Malik, they had their night. But it's not on some John Smith shit, which is what I was worried about. Because he was all, I got us a boat back to Europe. I was like, don't take her to Europe. I know. I was afraid of that. Don't give her this fucking dress. She just said, how do they run in that? Yeah. Don't go make her. Be like, oh, your outfit has blood on it. So I really loved when she did. That was my outfit joke earlier is yeah. that I really liked when she put on the like pantaloon uh undergarments and didn't as, put the dress layer on yeah as regular clothes i was like you go kill them do it yes, yes. she put the belt back on over it to hold her fucking sword and then as she comes back into town there's blood all over her clothes it's like yeah she's a warrior bitch of course there's blood on her clothes <laughs> knock knock hello you were literally there when she got in like, what are you saying, Malik? 
Also, speaking of getting get the getting in moment when everyone is like cheering and so excited that everyone has become this team of warriors. Yeah. Um, and like Malik and Santo are just doing like European golf clap. Like a light golf clap. Yeah, it was so funny that cracked <laughs> me up. I just wanted to highlight that moment. Like everyone else is cheering and stomping and dancing yeah. and doing what you're supposed to do when something is accomplished. And they're just like, oh yes, oh. clap, clap. I'm <laughs> Tiniest clap. Yeah. Little crab claws. Um, also just wanted to lift up the dancing in this movie Oh my god, yeah Yeah, I know the movement There's a lot of like group dance ceremonial Both like training, celebration uh, So fucking good Yeah, the movement was so beautiful The spirituality The like ritual we saw was Outside of like the fighting focus ritual We saw death ritual and we saw kind of like initi- initiation ritual. That one made me cry. I definitely, oh, the like song and the call and the response and the rhythm. <laughs> oh was, my God. It was so good. What was her name again? Okay, of course I'm doing this again. Um, Talking about Amenza, the character? Amenza, yes. Amenza slash Sheila Atim's Sheila Atim. voice. Sheila Atim's goddamn voice. Her voice. The sound of that, like, howl sing she was doing. So beautiful. And sounded also, like, equally like a gospel or pop anthem of contemporary times. So just, like, having it be this sort of, like, historical fiction gem. Mm -hmm. I really loved it. Mm Mm-hmm. It, it just felt like this is where all those sounds come from. It was so good. It was it was guttural and like lofty at the same time. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the ritual. go for the go for the fighting and stay for the dancing and ritual and singing and the montages. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a part of the fighting, it is. I feel it like, is. too. It is. it is central to the fighting. You're right. You're right. The training montage, though, is always the greatest. And I could feel it coming, like, as you're watching it. <laughs> the now. mounting like, is, like, as she gets there. She's already doing something wrong. Like, that's the first thing that happens is she's like, ugh. This is annoying. This isn't even a weapon. <laughs> I'm the defiant one. And then it's just perfect from then on out. Yeah. Uh what are we rating it out of? Oh my gosh. Okay. Machetes. Yeah. Feels have we right. already done machetes? Yo, probably. I have a feeling. Like <laughs> I feel we like have. we've done machetes. We've had some other movie that was thematically relevant, but you know what? Whatever. Okay. I like machetes. Yeah. So out of like beautifully adorned, carved yes. machetes. Out of ornate ceremonial machetes, I would rate this movie... Out of seven. Right. Seven out of seven, honestly. Ooh. It, it's like a full hundred for me, at least on this first watch. Like, it just... It satisfied me what I thought it was going to do. It gave me more than I expected emotionally. I mean, I knew Viola Davis was going to cry and make me cry, right? But there was this whole, like, young warrior plot that I think was really smart and really, like, classic, but also, like, 
twisted up and like shifted around enough um, to include more than one character to like be just like black as fuck and then also not shy away from like the realistic grotesqueness of that time period in that place. I think it was so like well done. Ah, yeah, I love that. What are you? What about you? Oh my god, um, I'm gonna give it a six out of seven machetes, but mm-hmm. only because I have to knock points for not showing me Malik living his best African life. <laughs> <laughs> That's after the plot. Hold on, that's not fair. I just wanted it to be. We had like an incredible <laughs> like. Pouring one out for the ancestors after the credits moment. And we I just have... wanted a little. You're asking for so much. You just want to see him in a wrap skirt, lighting a fire with his friends. Yes. Having a good time. Yes. <laughs> Write the fanfic, baby. Okay, I will. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the encouragement. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and then the other thing I can't say because it has it would be a spoiler. Um, ah, allude without spoiling. Okay. Someone who we lose that I didn't want. Okay. So to you have happened. You dislike some of the deaths. I'm mad about it. Okay. <laughs> I won't get it. Say it and we'll I'll like bleep it out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. No, we do lose some big characters. I was like... Like, bigger uh, than I anticipated. Yeah, and I really felt it in my bones. Because it's like a classic war film, we gotta lose, like, a quarter of our favorite people. Like, everybody's not gonna make it through. It's true. Even that, I think, was really well handled in showing, like, a battle won Mm -hmm. is still a battle lost because war is fucking terrible. Yeah. It was like definitely feel like a point after the central battle. Right. Because they talk about how everyone is still grieving. And then King um, Geza. You got the names. He says um, John Boyega. Um, I, I've just been saying John Boyega. King Geza um, says like no one's grieving. We won the war. <laughs> He's like that was some king. He did say some like king ass shit. Yeah, we're like no, sir. <laughs> it's war. Like people died. Like, come on. Doesn't know. He doesn't know. All right, that's us. That's the woman king. Go see it. We loved it. Yeah, we really did. See you next moon. Thanks to the South Seattle Emerald for their support. Head to SouthSeattleEmerald.com to read Neve and Syrah's review of this Moon's movie. Give us five stars and subscribe to New Moon Movie Night on Spotify. Head to Anchor.fm slash mouth to leave us a message. Suggest a film, ask a trivia question, let us hear from you. See you next New Moon.